0: hey everyone so welcome once again to our uh weekly uh bible study i'm glad uh, i'm glad you're here today uh before we start let's uh let's go ahead and pray father god thank you lord for our time of study today lord god please open our hearts and our minds lord let us hear from you lord holy spirit i ask that you not let my words just be my words let them be yours lord god thank you lord god in the mighty name of jesus we pray amen amen okay so today we're going to be looking into uh, Mark chapter 9 verses verse 14 all the way to 29 so that's a lot of verses okay for for some of you that's like your entire uh, uh bible reading for the year so I'm gonna get you caught up now um so let's start with um with verse 14 okay this is the part where jesus heals a boy possessed by an impure spirit and this uh, what happened here you can also find this in matthew chapter 17 verses 14 to 19 and 22 as well Um, uh, also verse 23 uh, you can also find uh, what happened here in the book of luke chapter 9 verses 37 to 45 So verse 14 goes, When they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and the teachers of the law arguing with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. What are you arguing with them about? He asked. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit. That has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. You unbelieving generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him. for one who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit, sorry, whoops, there you go. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet and he stood up. After Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples asked him privately, why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, this kind can come out only by prayer. So let's go back to verse 14 and try to break this down bit by bit. Okay, so when they came to the other disciples, so they here meaning, um, if you recall, this is This is Jesus, uh, Peter, James, and John. Okay, so Jesus, Peter, James, and John. Um, Jesus' inner circle was Peter, James, and John. So if you recall, when they came down, came down from where? Okay, this was at the mountain uh, where Jesus had his transfiguration. That was the previous uh, uh, passage that that we saw here. So they were up in the mountain, and then they had to come down. Okay, so this was this part. Now, uh, let me go back to that verse real quick sorry my 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 tablet is really slow today for some reason okay so so yes okay so if actually didn't this did not happen right away like after the transfiguration they all went down and 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 this happened no this actually happened the next day okay we see that in luke chapter 9 verse 37 okay so again that's luke chapter 9 verse 37 and i'm going to read it out to you it says the next day. When they came down from the mountain, a large crowd met him. Okay, so this happened the next day. So, meaning they were, if you read the passages before this, during the Transfiguration, I mean, it was a time of like amazement and and, and it was uh, amazement and, and glory, you know. It was just, it was a high time for the disciples, okay. Now, notice this, they did not stay on the mountaintop of glory, they did not stay on the mountaintop of wow, okay, wow and, and, and comfort. You know, they had to come down to help a people who are suffering, who are lost, who are hurting, to a people who are in need. They did not stay in the mountaintop. They had to go down to the valley to help people. And that's the same thing with us as well. While we may have high times with the Lord and spending time with the Lord is the most important thing and we should but what he reveals to us during those moments that he is with us we are also to share that with others okay we are to share that to people who are hurting to people who are in need we don't stay on the mountaintops of glory okay we have to come down and help others as well just like what the disciples did here now um here i'm going to read to you some verses that that will help and encourage us uh in this thing called helping people out now in whatever in whatever areas God has placed you in whether that's uh, You know in in the fields of science in the field of arts music business and and so on Okay, he placed you there for a reason okay to be a, a light to others so that people can can see Jesus through you So here are some verses uh, uh, to help and encourage us uh, with that Hebrews 13 Hebrews chapter 13 verse 16 and do not forget to do good and to share with others for with such sacrifices god is pleased with such sacrifices god is pleased and you notice here the the word that that it uses the bible uses is sacrifice okay because you don't just give like oh well i don't need this 10 bucks anyway you know no it's a sacrifice meaning it kind of it it kind of Kind of touches you a little bit like oh wait oh oh maybe 15 you know what i mean okay sacrifice meaning that there, there, there is a sacrifice on your part okay it's not just giving like giving comfortably well i don't need that anyway there you go you know it's giving to a point where like you know what this is this is for others next verse is john chapter 15 verse 12. my command is this love each other As I have loved you. You love others because God loves you. Matthew chapter 5 verse 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Okay, so the whole point of that is to point, okay, the glory to Jesus. Not to ourselves, but to Jesus. Philippians 2 4. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. So again, it's not just about yourself. It's not just me, myself, and I. You've got to include others as well. Matthew chapter 25, verses 44 to 45. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty? or a stranger, or needing clothes, or sick, or in prison, and did not help you. He will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Another verse, James chapter 4, verses 14 to 17. Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, Go in peace, keep warm and well fed but does nothing about their physical needs what good is it in the same way faith by itself if it is not accompanied by action is dead and that is so true you know you've got to meet people in their physical needs as well okay that speaks a lot to people and then you share you share with them about Jesus now you can either you know uh, it depends on the Holy Spirit what He tells you to do. You know, you, you share you share uh, the good news first and then the physical needs or physical needs first and then share the good news. But the most important thing is you do both, okay? Jesus, if you read the Bible, He always would do both, okay? He's, he's always going around healing and preaching the Word, meeting the people, feeding people as well. Remember the feeding of the 4,000, feeding of the 5,000, okay? Jesus is always, okay, meeting people's physical needs and spiritual needs as well. And again, Jesus is an example for us, and we should be Christ-like, so therefore we should also be doing the same thing. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work, and the love you have shown Him as He have helped His people and continue to help them. I love that because, and the love you have, whenever you're helping others, okay, it's like, you may think you're showing your love to them. But the Bible here says, okay, and the love you have shown who? The love you have shown him as you have helped his people. So the way that you show you love God is, al- is also by helping the people. And not just helping the- helping one time. No, continuously helping people. Not just, all right, I'm going to do it like uh, Thanksgiving, Uh, this year and then the next time you're going to be doing it is like in 10 years (laughs) no okay that is not the that is not the meaning of continue it's continue to help people you don't just help one time you continue to help people that is the way to show how much you love God Deuteronomy chapter 15 verse 11 for there will never cease I love this this is this is so true For there will never cease to be poor in the land. Therefore, I command you, you shall open wide your hand to your brother, to the needy, and to the poor in your land. And that's so true. Even up to now, there are still poor people that need help, that need our help. Okay. what the bible says is so true there will never cease to be poor in the land and that's why to some of us he's given he's given financial blessings okay not to amass it for ourselves not to just keep it for ourselves we're not we're not going to bring anything you know we're not going to bring we're not going to bring any any of that when we go to heaven besides we don't need that you know when we get to heaven not a single cent we need when we get to heaven um I mean, streets made of gold, And why would you, you know, God is, the, you know, presence of the Lord, Jesus, you know, you get to see Jesus face to face. So you don't need, really don't need, that, that wouldn't even cross your mind. So when you have that blessing from the Lord here, you're not supposed to amass that for yourself. That is you, that, that is God, you know, uh, allowing you to be a channel of blessing for others okay, you are a channel of blessing, if you're listening and, and you, you're you loaded, you're loaded with cash, okay, if you're listening and, and you're loaded with cash, okay, God has granted you that, okay, not to amass for yourselves buying this and that, yes, you can enjoy your money, Bible says that too, you know, that God, you know, God uh, blesses you with no strings attached and he gives you the ability to enjoy his blessings, okay, but again, not amassing for yourself, that you should also also help others and you see this going back to that verse therefore I command you wasn't a suggestion it's a command okay I command you you shall open not just open like a tiny opening opening of my hand no it says here open wide your hand to your brother to the needy and to the poor okay open wide not not be stingy and just All right I'm just gonna give you like this much no now open wide The last verse regarding this is Proverbs 11, verse 25. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. I love that because it says here, a generous person not may prosper, okay? It says here, a generous person will prosper. It is certain. It is for sure. It's a for sure thing. It's a sure thing. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed now this is very true you know even even for my case in you know, any Bible study that I have taught any speaking engagements that I have gone to any 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 church that I have preached to you know anybody and any 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 of that right after that, I myself feel refreshed after this i'm already looking forward not that i don't want to you know not not that i'm looking forward to ending this but Every time after Bible study, every time after I do this, I feel refreshed and empowered even after I do this. So this is so true. Proverbs 11, 25, a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. So going back to our to our passage, okay? So when they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and the teachers of the law. What were they doing? arguing with them i love that because you know what the disciples intentions were good you know they wanted to go there and help the people and then help this boy okay but what the religious leaders were doing was that they were just there to what to criticize them and see we're always going to have critics we'll always have critics no matter what we do no matter what we do, especially if you are a minister, especially if you're, you're sharing Jesus to others, you'll always have critics. And again, not just when you're, not just in and you yourself do this, okay, at work, okay, you know, maybe some of your friends or relatives may have criticized you. Maybe they're your, your biggest critics, you know, I, I don't know, but there will always be critics, you know, whether, whatever you do. But again, the Bible doesn't call us to be people-pleasers, okay? We live for an audience of one, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is also an encouragement for us. Galatians 6, 9, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Okay, so whatever the Lord has called you to do, okay, keep doing it. No matter what the critics say, Keep doing it. You know that you know in your heart. You've communicated to God. You've, you've prayed to the Lord about it, and He has spoken to you about it in your heart. If that is what you're supposed to do. Keep doing that, okay? Do not grow weary. And look at this. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time, remember, we've always talked about that God is an appointed time for everything. For at the proper time, not we may reap a, har- a harvest, okay? It's we will reap. A harvest if we do not give up. This is a for sure thing, okay? It is for sure that we will reap a harvest as long as we do not give up. And so, as soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. So, they were overwhelmed with wonder because. Uh, Jesus most likely still had a leftover of the uh, uh, transformation glory. Okay, so remember they were up in the mountain in the next day. So he most likely still had that transformation glory and that's why people were were in wonder and in awe of him and this is actually a this actually recalls what uh what happened to moses uh back in the book of exodus okay because um as I mentioned before all right moses was a was a foreshadowing of uh jesus christ and if we look at uh, let me just read it out to you this we can find in exodus chapter 34 Verses 29 to 35, when Moses came down from Mount, by the way, you know, if you're, if you're really following this and you want to get to the verses, you know, you can always pause and rewind and, and get to the, to the verses that I'm talking about. You didn't need to know that, but I just felt like saying it. Exodus 34, 29 to 35, when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the covenant in his hands, he was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. When imagine this, okay? He had just spoken with the Lord and his face was radiant. What, can you imagine Jesus himself? That's where the people were in wonder. Okay, so verse 30, when Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses, his face was radiant and they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called to them so Aaron and all the leaders of the community came back to him and he spoke to them. Afterward, all the Israelites came near him and he gave them all the commands the Lord had given him on Mount Sinai. When Moses finished speaking to them, he put a veil over his face. But when he entered the Lord's presence to speak with him, he removed the veil until he came out. And when he came out and told the Israelites what he had been commanded, they saw that his face was radiant. Then Moses would put the veil back over his face until he went in to speak with the Lord. So can you imagine, you know, this this Moses just speaking with the Lord, okay, and his face was radiant. Can you imagine Jesus himself? Okay, so no wonder people were in wonder and ran to greet him. What are you arguing with them about?" he asked. Okay, so here it's not like Jesus didn't know, okay? It's not like Jesus wondering, "I wonder what they're arguing." No. Okay, he's Jesus, he knows that, okay? But the reason why, okay, most of the time when Jesus would ask something, he's using, a, you know, a method called um teaching by questioning, okay? And and most of us know what this is about, okay? And, and this is a very very efficient way of learning things, okay? When you ask a person something and you keep asking them in order to point them into a conclusion okay so that's what Jesus is doing here and get this okay he wasn't just teaching the man something okay the boy's father okay he wasn't just teaching the man something and don't forget that when this was happening people were around him and watching him so he was teaching the man teaching the disciples teaching the people and obviously he knew there was this thing that's going to be in our hands now and it's called the bible and so we're going to be learning from it too so When Jesus would ask something, it's always because he's trying to teach us something. Okay, so here he asked... what are you arguing with them about? And oh, it just so happens it's actually the man in the crowd answered. The man who answered was the boy's father, okay? Not it's not like, oh, it just so happens. Okay, no, because Jesus knew, all right, that's why he was asking. And so a man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son. Okay, so here I brought you my son, meaning uh his his goal was to bring he his goal was to bring the boy, his son to jesus but then he encountered the disciples first that's why he said i brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech okay so um demon possession let's 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 uh talk about that just a little bit okay um, so with regards to to demon possession, if you notice uh, there's more uh, demon possession happening in the New Testament Compared to the Old Testament, okay? And one of the, the many reasons for that is God may have allowed it to happen, okay? So that Jesus power and glory can be displayed to everyone that everybody will know that Jesus has a power and authority Over what is natural and what is supernatural and that's why this is mostly happening in the New Testament now the greek word okay used for demon possession like the word possession the greek translation used there okay it translates to 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 have or to hold to have possession of okay so uh the implying the meaning of the uh, the devil okay satan having a hold on someone or or to have someone or to have a possession of someone that means having to hold meaning there is no, that person will not have any control. Okay, no control whatsoever. All right, so that that's the meaning of this. Now, the questions that that come up is, can Christians be demon possessed? And the answer there is no, no. Okay, and and let me let me um, explain why. Okay, so uh, uh, first of all, uh, I'm sorry. Just going back to our first point. Okay, having no control. Um, one of the one of the modern day while we may not see uh, modern day demon possession in our society and culture i i i know that it it still does happen in in uh in other countries okay in probably maybe rural areas and so on um but one modern day uh demon possession that i could think of um is uh drugs okay uh being high being addicted to drugs when people uh people have no control of themselves, you know it isn't literally you know Satan and his demons going into somebody, but it is Satan having a hold on someone or having a possession of someone using something to have possession of someone, using something to have a hold on someone, so that that someone okay will not have any control anymore, and that 's one of the effects of of drugs and and that is why all the more we should be out there proactively okay, helping others to tell them about Jesus, because as I'm going to explain right now, once you are a believer, you cannot be possessed by the devil, okay, you cannot be possessed by Satan and his demons, okay, firstly, okay, Christians cannot be, okay, demon-possessed, okay, because uh, firstly, remember that Bible verse that says, greater is he, Okay, let me just start off with that. Okay, greater is he. All right. The Bible says that no or the one who indwells believers, okay, is greater than the one who is in the world. We find that in first John 4, 4. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. You are of God my little children, and have overcome them. Because why? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in. The world. Okay. Greater is he that is in you than he who is in the world. Okay. That's why we cannot be demon possessed. And as Christians, we have been delivered. Okay. We have been delivered. Those who have trusted Christ have been delivered from the possibility of demonic. Possession, okay, Paul in the Bible, he wrote this, okay, Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 to 2, as for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you follow the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient okay it says cl- clearly here we are dead we were we are now dead okay in your transgressions and sins okay which we lived before we do not we do not live under satan's authority anymore okay we have the power and authority that Jesus uh, has Jesus died for us and he has given us power and authority over Satan and his demons. He has rescued us from the Colossians chapter 1 verses 13 to 14 says, He has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Okay, He has rescued us from the power of darkness. If he has rescued us from that, there is no way we're going to go back to that. There's no way the Satan and his demons can have control over us again because why? He had, God has rescued us out from that. And another reason is we have nothing in common with, with the devil and, and his demons. Okay, believers have nothing in common with darkness or Satan. The Holy Spirit and a demonic spirit cannot coexist in the, same, in the same place, okay, in the same person. And Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 15 tells us, And what agreement has Christ with Belial, some kind of demon that, that before, or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? Okay, so the Holy Spirit and uh, the evil spirit cannot be housed in the same person again because greater is he that is in me than he who is in the world okay as believers another reason is as believers we are now a new creation in Christ we are now a new creation in Christ and second corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 says so if anyone is in Christ there is a new creation everything is old and has passed away See, everything has become new. Okay, so we are a new creation in Christ. Another reason is the body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Okay, the body of the believer is now a temple of the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, which is where? Which is in you which you have from God and you are not your own. Okay. So do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, which is in you? Okay. So the temple of the Holy Spirit is our body. So if this is the temple of the Holy Spirit, no demon can possess us. Okay. So take courage in that. Um, don't be thinking I could be, you know, possessed. if you've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your savior, you cannot be demon possessed. Now, uh, Back to our passage, verse 17. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. See, you can already kind of sense this kind of blaming game that the father, the son, okay, the the, 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 the dad's son, the the son's dad there you go i'm getting confused there okay so he's kind of blaming the the disciples here he's like well you know i i brought it i asked your disciples to drive out the spirit but they could not and jesus replied with you unbelieving generation now when he said this okay a lot of people think that um, Jesus said this uh, geared towards uh, the disciples, okay? But actually, okay, if you look at it, really, he's directing it to three different audiences, okay? So the first one being, okay, he's, he's directing it towards the people as well, okay? So we compare compare Mark chapter 8, verse 38, which we have uh, studied before. Mark 8, chapter 38, uh, let me read it out to you. If anyone is ashamed of me, in my words, in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. Okay, so here uh, we can already tell that this generation he was talking about was also, okay, the people, adulterous and sinful generation. and honestly speaking, our generation is also there as well, okay, honestly speaking, and second, okay, he was also speaking to that, that statement was also geared towards the father, the father of the boy, okay, Jesus seeing that the man also was lacking faith, remember, this is why the, this is why, okay, he started this conversation with the dad, because he knew that the dad was lacking faith as well, okay, um, you can already tell that from verses 22 to 23, okay? If you recall, he says, But if you can do anything, like, if you can do anything, like, he really didn't have faith in Jesus, but I mean, you know, Jesus, if you can do anything, you know, so that already shows the lack of faith of the guy, okay? So, Jesus was also, um, uh, saying that statement to him. Another, okay, of obviously, okay, the third is the disciples, okay? So they weren't really exercising the authority that Jesus had given to them. How do we know that? Because the boy was not healed. Okay. So had they exercised the power and authority that Jesus had given to them, okay, by praying in the name of Jesus, okay, they would have healed the boy, but they didn't. And so the boy wasn't healed. Okay. So, uh, compare this, uh, Matthew actually went, okay, let's backtrack a little bit. The end of this passage, okay, Jesus answered with um, this one. Uh, in other words, Jesus said, this can only be solved by, by prayer. Okay, if you look at the book of Matthew, okay, so remember that these are synoptic gospels. Okay, uh, Matthew actually gives a more extensive answer. Okay, so let me read it out to you. Matthew chapter 17 verses 19 to 20. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can see that this mountain move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Okay, so that was actually the full extent of the answer. Now, uh, just a little side note here. Okay, I I love how Jesus used uh, the mustard seed. Okay, so here you're seeing a contrast here. He's saying mountain and mustard seed. Now. Um, mustard seed, you know, most people will say Jesus used the illustration of a mustard seed because it's the smallest thing that he could refer refer to back then because people back then didn't really know anything about atoms and molecules and so on. Um, That's true, yes, you know, but I'd like to add to that uh, that, uh, uh, opinion, okay? Uh, I also want to add that uh, the smallest thing that Jesus could have referred to was maybe a grain of sand, okay? It's so much smaller than than a mustard seed, right? I mean, he could have referred to a grain of sand, okay? But he didn't do that, okay? Instead, he said uh, a mustard seed, okay? Why seed? Because seed is supposed to take root and it's supposed to grow. And that's what our faith in, in Jesus Christ is supposed to be. Our faith in Jesus Christ is supposed to take root and it's supposed to grow, okay? So that's what faith in Jesus Christ is all about. So here, Jesus is making a, a big contrast of how a huge mountain is. Compare a mountain to a little tiny seed, okay? Now, if you have faith as small as a, as a, as a seed, I must you see you can see this mountain going, going. Now that doesn't literally mean you're gonna go to like you know Mount Sinai or a Sinai. You're not gonna tell if you're gonna travel all the way there. You know what I you know what I mean? You can't just say to the mountain like literally like go. That's not what Jesus means here. Okay, this is a a hyper a, a, a hyperbole. Okay, where Jesus is making a a an exaggerated statement to make a very important point okay he's making an exaggerated statement to stress out a very important point I was I was caught up in my words just now if you notice I was gonna say parabola with hyperbole parabola is like math you know I, I don't know just uh, it just popped in my mind so back to our verse okay so He's saying, you unbelieving generation, I know I'm going over my time. Okay, just bear with me. Okay, we have a few more verses to go. You unbelieving generation, Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. It's as if like the spirit knew, the evil spirit knew that this was his last chance, that there was no way out. Jesus is here. You know, that doesn't that give you confidence? Like at the presence of Jesus, they're like, oh no, I gotta go. So he's just trying one desperate last move now. And so he falls to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. So, you know, trying to create this commotion. And Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? So isn't that funny how the, the evil spirit, okay, is trying to make all this commotion and Jesus, Jesus, continue the conversation with the dad did you find that kind of like wow like jesus just didn't care care like okay so you're doing all this okay you evil spirit you're doing all this commotion let me get talk to the dad some more jesus wasn't panic is my whole point jesus didn't go oh no no what's happening no jesus was confident like oh yeah i'm gonna get rid of you in a bit let me let me talk to the dad real quick because i gotta deal with him with something okay so the same way okay when when things happen to us all right when things when things happen to us we need not panic why because God's in control same thing with with what Jesus was doing all this commotion and he's just like all right let me continue my conversation with with uh, with you now not dealing with all that commotion not panicking by all the commotion okay same thing with us stay confident stay confident in not in ourselves but in the Lord Jesus So he asked him, how long has he been like this? Okay, again, okay. Jesus not asking him because he didn't know. Okay, this is, we're talking about Jesus here. He knows, okay. But he's asking because he's trying to teach the father a lesson and us and the people and the disciples. Because remember, everyone was watching. And so how long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. All right, so the dad said from childhood. Now, um, the greek word okay used here for for boy okay indicates that the childhood okay it may have been seven years or younger or 20 years or younger nobody's really in agreement to whether that's seven or younger or 20 or younger but whatever the case may be the whole point is this that the the boy's dad has been unbelieving for a long time for a long time not like this not like when it happened He believed, he asked the Lord, he believed and then healed. No, okay. It happened and then he waited, you know, he extended that time of unbelief. This is a complete contrast to verse 24, wherein it says in verse 24, immediately, okay, immediately. It's like he immediately told Jesus, I believe, okay, immediately. Imagine those long wasted years, had he just believed immediately? boy would have been healed same thing that goes for us let us not prolong okay our unbelief in the things that god has revealed to us okay whatever it is he has spoken into your heart okay whatever it is that he has placed in your heart believe have faith don't prolong it anymore go out there step out believe have faith in him don't don't be like this boy's dad where he waited years okay years until he could immediately put his faith in Jesus he waited years and so look at his reply verse 22 it is often thrown him into fire or water to kill him but I mean if you can do anything all right that's that's his reaction but hey before we We kind of, you know, talk that, well, we shouldn't talk down. But before we say anything about this, this uh, dad here, let's look at ourselves too. Sometimes we're like this, Lord, I mean, if we can just do this and that and, you know, like we kind of have the same tonation too, you know, but we shouldn't be that way. Take pity. Okay, here, here it is. Take pity on us and help us. Okay, just side note here. When he says take pity on us and help us. Okay. He didn't say take pity on him and help him okay, the boy. Why? Because that's what family is about, okay? There is no I in family. He says us, okay? That means in family, when one is hurting, everyone's hurting, and we got to help each other out, okay? So he says, take pity on us and help us, okay? Not just him, but us. There is no I in family. In verse 23, if you can, Jesus, Jesus said, if you can, okay? It's The question here, the point here is this, it is not a question of God's ability, it is our faith. It is not a question of can he, no, it's our faith. We need to have faith and he can always, but do we have the faith? And see here, Jesus could have healed the boy instantly, right? He could have just been like, oh, demon possessed, bam, you know. He didn't have to talk to the pe- to the people and say, oh, what are you guys arguing about? He could have like come down from the mountain and then, you know, walked and then see the commotion. Bam, okay, healed, you know? No, but he's trying to teach the people here, especially the boy's dad about having faith, okay? So here teaching the boy's dad about faith and then healing the boy. So Jesus here is like, uh, Hitting two birds with one stone. It's funny. I I was um, teaching a group and I kind of messed it up. I was like hitting two stones with one bird. <laughs> Didn't make sense. I'm laughing at it and just saying it. So he, Jesus here he hitting two birds with one stone. Okay. So the title of the passage in in uh, uh, okay. So l- l- another note here. Okay, the title of the passage here. Okay, I, because of of. Okay, backtrack a little bit. The NIV, when it was translated, okay, and, and some other translations in the Bible, they, they put titles on it. Okay. But the original manuscript didn't really have titles on it. So this the, you know the translators they put um titles on it just to kind of organize it a little bit, okay? And we love what we did, obviously, right? But sometimes it can be misleading, you know, because when the title says the boy he being healed of demon possession we kind of concentrate on the boy right we just concentrate we're just concentrating on the story of the boy but here if you look at it everybody's actually learning a lesson okay we're learning a lesson as well but especially the boy's father okay, because the boy's father actually learns to increase his faith, so it isn't just, you know, the boy being healed of demon possession, it is also the man, the boy's father being taught on what it is to have more faith in Jesus, okay, so again, two birds, Jesus here hitting two birds with one stone, okay, um, so verse 24, immediately, this is what I was talking about earlier, okay, this is the contrast to him waiting forever okay for for the boy from time he was born to from his childhood okay waiting and then here contrast immediately the boy's father exclaimed I do believe help me overcome my unbelief I love that because this is such an honest cry that we can all relate to you know, I don't know about you, but for sure I can relate to this. We're in we believe to a certain extent, and then whatever that unbelief is, I still ask the Lord, Lord, help me. You know, help me help me with that, help me bridge that gap. Help me increase my faith, in other words. So in other words, we really can't rely on our own. Because even that part of unbelief we still need to help us to believe. We cannot really do that on our own in every area of our life we're going to need the lord's help even even in increasing our faith most especially in increasing our faith so it's good to be honest with the lord and tell the lord i i believe help me with my unbelief so here the man was honest in telling the lord jesus about his unbelief and then you know what happens here as we've read, Jesus took it from there. Jesus didn't go, oh, wait, your faith has to be like 100% first before I can do before I can do all that. Let me see you have 101% faith first before I completely heal your son. No, okay, no. The man just confesses, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. And then Jesus took it from there. And that's the same thing that goes for us. Be honest with the Lord. Tell him your doubts, your fears, you know. Tell him to help you to increase your faith. And guess what? Jesus will take it from there, okay? God will take it from there, increase your faith, so you can go and step out and and do what he has called you to do. And even even in doubts and uncertainties, you know, especially with COVID-19, you know, with everything that's going on right now, all the unrest, you know, tell him about it. Tell him your fears and doubts and, and tell him to just increase your faith. And you know what? God is not waiting for you to go, no, let me see you first have 101% faith. No, okay. God will take it from there. All right, you asked for my help. Here I come. And that's how God is. And so verse 25, when Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, okay, here you can see, uh, sorry, let me continue that. While a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf me so. The spirit was trying to get the people's attention by making all this commotion. He was making all this, you know, ruckus, okay? And so Jesus sees that. The people, see this? When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, because they're looking at all this commotion now, they started running, hey, hey, like what's this, this evil spirit doing? Jesus sees that and he goes, all right, cut that out. So he now rebukes the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him, and look at this, never enter him again, okay? And that's also another reason why believers in Christ Jesus can never be possessed by Satan and his demons. Because once you're out of there, okay, once you're out of that darkness, okay, you you can never be bugged. Not can never be bugged, but cannot be controlled okay by the devil yes he can bug us okay but he has not he has no power over us okay believe that there's no power over us why because we're awesome no because of god okay jesus holy spirit in us that's why verse 26 the spirit shrieked convulsed him violently and came out the spirit shrieked okay it it's as if okay it's as if uh the the demon really didn't have any choice and it was like a Uh, a sign of of anger that he now has to leave the body that he has possessed for a long time okay that's how i how i i see this and and take courage okay here here it is here here's the verse okay we have been given authority over the devil okay look at this luke chapter 10 verse 19 okay write this down okay because this is a really really good verse behold this is jesus speaking Behold, uh, not Jesus I mean Bible, okay, but this is Jesus. I'm quoting Jesus. Behold, I have given you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and physical and mental strength and ability over all the power that the enemy possesses, and nothing shall in any way harm you. That verse speaks, you know, that verse really speaks to us. But I'm gonna go ahead and explain and and kind of expound on it too. Behold, I have given you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions. That means Satan and his demons. Okay, now don't be going around physically looking for snakes and and going to the desert looking for scorpions and trying to you know walk all over them. Mm, that is not wise. Okay, that is kind of stupid. Okay, but we know what this verse means. Okay, that means you have power and authority. Over Satan and his demons, and look at this, and physical, and mental strength, and ability, overall. Okay, Let, let's let's just break that down a little bit. Okay, physical and mental strength isn't that something that we need, especially now at this time. Okay, the Bible says, okay, that we have it through Jesus Christ. Physical and mental strength and ability over what? Over all okay not some of the power like oh maybe this and that and maybe not this one no the bible says jesus said this okay jesus is the word okay and he says this over all over all the power that the enemy possesses and what nothing shall in any way harm you not not something so oh, oh yeah you know maybe this may harm you maybe that will harm you no jesus didn't say that jesus said nothing shall in any way harm you. I love that. And another verse. Mark chapter 16, verse 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Okay, in, in Jesus. In my name shall they cast out devils. Now, key word here is when Jesus said, in in whose name? In my name. In whose name? In Jesus' name. Okay, so that's the key there, That we have power and authority over Satan and his demons. Not because of us, but because of who? Because of Jesus that I love this one this I love this okay Philippians chapter 2 verse 10 that at the name of who of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and what things under The earth okay at the name of jesus i love that verse okay so take confidence that at the name of jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth take 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 courage in that verse 20 uh, sorry verse 27 but jesus took him by the hand okay and lifted sorry let me go back to that one again the spirit tree convulsed him violently and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up to his feet and he stood up. Now, isn't that like, like some of us, you know, looking like, you know, we're living, but we're looking like dead. Okay, going through our daily life, looking like dead. Okay, and that's... That's some of us, especially before we've accepted the Lord Jesus. Okay, we're, we we're living, but we're looking like dead. And then Jesus takes us by the hand. He lifts us up to our feet and He he makes us to stand up. Okay, he helps us to stand up. And and that is so true. Even even now, life is not perfect. And sometimes we're kind of just going through the motion and, you know, kind of going to work, going down, you know, dinner, watch TV, sleep, wake up, going to work. You know, we're like zombies, we're like looking like dead. Okay. People see us, look like dead. But then, Jesus, you know, one touch of Jesus, when we spend, okay, when we spend uh, time with the Lord, okay, that means having a quiet time with him. Uh, by reading the Bible and and having a conversation with him, that means praying to him, you know, one touch of Jesus, you know, and he lifts us up to our feet and he helps us to stand up. Okay, and that's very important. That's why we have to, we have to spend time with Jesus. Verse 28, after Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples asked him privately. Okay, so here, um, Mark chapter, going back to Mark, if you recall, Mark chapter 7, verse 17 after he had left the crowd and entered the house, his disciples asked him about this parable. Okay, so the disciples will often do that. Whenever they don't understand something, they'll wait until they're indoors with Jesus, until they're, you know, they're private with Jesus, and then they ask him why. And I think that's a very good way, you know, to go about it, that if we don't understand something, you know, whether that be reading the Bible or what's going on in our lives or, you know, just just things, you know, no matter what it is, you know, go into a private place with, with, with the Lord and just Pray to him, ask him about it. Lord, I don't I don't get this. You know, why did this happen? Or Lord, I don't get go well, you know, why you said that in the Bible? Why did you say that? Now, he may or may not answer you right away, but grant this he will answer you. You know, one way or one way or the other, he will, you know. And and that's a that's a that's a g- good way to, to, to go about it. Things that you don't understand. Verse twenty nine, okay, finally we're at the last verse. Okay, so he replied, I hope you guys are still there. I hope you didn't, you know, like, you know, um, close the app or whatever. I'm glad you're still here if you're still watching. Verse 29, he replied, this kind can come out only by prayer. Okay, so um, the King James uh, Version, the King James Translation actually says prayer and fasting. Okay, again, nothing wrong with that. Uh, but uh, the word, okay, the word used here is just simply, uh, the, Greek, the, the Greek term used here is just simply um, praying. Now, when the King James Version was written, okay, uh, many, many years ago, uh, during that time, fasting was kind of the thing with churches. It was a big thing, okay, for churches to to do. So they kind of put in uh, uh, this method of prayer and fasting. Well, you know, to be honest, they kind of go hand in hand together, okay? Um, But it doesn't just mean that, oh, you're just fasting and and then that's it, okay? Um, Prayer simply means you're just having this, you know, conversation with the lord okay and when you're in need of something then you ask him of it by faith you pray of what you need and that's exactly what the disciples should have done here that by faith they should have prayed to the lord exercise their faith lord please help to heal this boy okay now the fact that the boy wasn't healed meaning they did not do it okay um Again, I've told you before that the full answer, you can find it in Matthew chapter 17, uh, verse verse 20. So um, uh, thank you for, for uh, spending almost an hour uh, with me here, uh, studying the Word. Uh, uh, I, I know that uh, you've learned a lot from, from this. I know I have when I was studying it. And um, I pray that we all uh, get to increase our faith in in the lord you know it's not always a an easy thing but as we see here you know from uh you know the boy's dad all he said was lord help my unbelief lord please help my i believe help my unbelief you know even if that's like 1% 10% 1% 10% unbelief 90% belief or you have like 10% belief 90% unbelief whatever the case may be bring it up to the Lord and you know what he's going to take it from there um if you're watching this or you're you're listening to this by um by podcast yes I do have a podcast uh um I'll put a link uh down there uh later on uh on youtube uh if you're listening or watching to this uh uh Bible study and you haven't accepted the the Lord Jesus Christ in in your life, you know everything that we've talked about here applies only to those who have accepted the Lord Jesus in into their hearts, okay? And if you haven't done that, you know, um it isn't by by chance that you're listening to this. Yeah, maybe you made the choice to listen, but you could have been doing other things and yet you decided to do this. So, you know, the Lord the lord perfectly orchestrates everything and i believe that you're watching this and because he's he has been tugging at your heart and you know what you actually know that you know okay in your in your heart of hearts you know that the lord has been tugging you to to connect with him to to see who he who he is and if that's you today it's very simple you know to to ask the lord jesus to come into your heart jesus didn't die you know for our sins you know to to make things complicated in fact he did it so that we can approach the father okay through through him through his son Jesus Christ and if that's you today uh, it's very easy all you have to do is say this prayer and I want you to say this straight from your heart straight from your heart okay you're not saying it to me you're not saying it to anyone else you're saying it to almighty God okay who is listening to you right now so let's pray Father God, uh, just repeat this prayer after me. Father God, thank you for the Bible study today. Father, I am sorry for everything that I have done in the past. Please forgive me of my sins. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me on the cross. Lord Jesus, I ask that you come into my heart. Please be the Lord and Savior of my life. Walk with me every single day until the day that I see you face to face. In the name of in the powerful name of Jesus, I pray, Amen, Amen. And that's you. If you said that prayer, congratulations. Welcome to the family of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are now a believer. Get to to a church, a Bible believing church. Okay, a Bible believing Jesus centered church. Uh, get yourself plugged in. Um, if uh, I'll be I'll be posting uh, Bible studies every week. You know, keep tuning in and we uh, Get get grab a Bible okay and and start reading and you know what he's gonna reveal to you uh things that you've never seen before uh talk to him okay pray talk to him okay all right uh for the rest of for the rest of you fam gang Uh, thank you for for bearing me today i know it's like a full hour i usually only do 30 minutes but this was uh, such a fun fun thing for me to learn uh as well and that's uh, such a fun fun thing to to teach uh everyone as well so i'll see you guys again next week same time same place and remember jesus loves you